Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Theater in College Hoops. I'm Subi. Alongside me today is the same Motley crew as last week. We got the keeper of the Jerome, Brendan Brady O'Rourke. We got the shark, of course. We got Taylor, of course. And we got the Providence crier blessing us for just a little bit longer than a a, a one-song rendition of uh, A Star is Born. So we got everyone in the barn again to give you Week two, Jerome picks. That means power conference picks and a bunch of other conferences. It is championship week, so I'm excited for you guys to take a listen, see where we're idiots and insane, see where we're spot on. So we got week two Jerome picks coming up. Your college hooper of the week is Kenton Paulino, the former Longhorn. Kenton Paulino uh, from Texas. He was a really solid player. I feel like he gets lost amongst the Daniel Gibsons of the world and maybe even the Royal Ivies. Kenton Paulino, your college hooper of the week. We're brought to you by Royal Digital Marketing, aka RDM. RDM specializes in website development and digital marketing for small businesses and startups. So if you need a website, contact them at Colin at Royal Digital. Let me tell you why this is the smartest move for you. That's exactly what we did. We got the website up, okay? We got theaterandcollegehoops.com, and it was all because of our friend Colin at RDM, Royal Digital Marketing. Terrific individual, terrific product. Go reach out to him at Colin at royaldigital.co and check us out this time at theaterandcollegehoops.com. Com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at CBB Theater. You know the drill. You should also follow me at Subi232 to find out where the feed is. Make sure to follow Taylor at Taylor Namel and the shark at the underscore shark underscore BB. Let's open the curtains. All right, 
big episode. Like I had mentioned, Jerome week two picks coming at you here in a matter of moments, but I do want to just make it clear. We have a website live. It's theaterandcollegehoops.com. Go check it out. We're going to have every podcast episode up there starting now. Shark's going to dip the pen a little bit. He's going to start blogging. You're going to want to read his thoughts. You're going to want to read his words. Like I said, we're going to still try and get the merch going. We don't have that up just yet. But check out the website, theaterandcollegehoops.com. Com. And then we're also going to be upping our output. Okay. We're going to be trying to put together two episodes per week starting this week. So check out once you're done listening to this episode, patiently, patiently await for an episode uh, on Friday. It is March after all. We need to be churning this out. All these players are giving it their all. We're going to do the exact same. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get to our week two Jerome picks. We're back, Jerome, week number two. Usually, if you've listened to us for the past few months in the winter, fall time, we talk a little bit, we intro a little bit with football, okay? We're a jack of all trades here. So obviously, huge news in the sports world that ultimately left the city of Pittsburgh down in the dumps. It also included the involvement of a former ACC athlete, of course, I'm talking about the Pitt Panthers basketball team losing to BC and Jeff Capel. Did I get anyone? Did I get anyone a little bit here? Did anyone think I was talking Rogers and, and uh, Wilson? I did. I don't think we actually had to respond to that prior. It's rhetorical. We're just going to let him do that. He's talking to the listener. Well, I tried making a little funny there, of course. Uh, yes, the Aaron Rodgers news. He's back. Taylor, for you, I'm sure you're thrilled. You you told us that you were pretty happy pre, uh, pre-show. And then the former ACC player, whole pack, of, whole pack of Badgers. That's how Russell Wilson introduces himself. Uh, NC State. Yeah, NC State, speaking to them, their season's over. They lost to Clemson. Kevin Keith apparently wearing Prada shoes with an 11-20 record in his fourth or fifth season in Raleigh. Just terrible. I had a tweet about that. But it is Jerome week two. Let's dive in. We have 19 picks to get to. Uh, you guys are all up my ass about consistency, but I want to give the people here uh, some, some opportunity to speak first. Okay. So what I'm going to do is instead of the order in which we went last week, which started with Boar, I'm going to go with uh, Taylor, Shark, Cryer, and Boar, and then I will finish it off. So let's start first and foremost in the A-10. Taylor, hit us. You're all over the map, man, because I did leave lead last week as well. So, you did? Yes. I thought but, our work did. No, but I'm totally cool with leading. Well, no, 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 no. That's not fair. Consistency then. basis. No, no, no. That's not fair because <laughs> I know I ended it. So why yeah. don't we do this? Why don't I start with the shark? We go boar, crier, me, then you can finish it. How about that? Sure. Keep you on your toes. Shark, A-10. I mean, can't even get a little bit of an introduction how I'm leading the board right now. I mean, oh, you can even true. put me at a disadvantage and say, yeah, Shark's going to lead it right now so people can technically tail his picks because he ripped off 24 points in the first week. So we're going to have him go first so losers like Taylor can adjust and pivot to whatever Shark just picked at the end of the line. You could have done it that way. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll congratulate myself at this point. I am at the front of the leaderboard. Am I right, Keeper? I'm leading this group. Uh, like I said, that I beat you guys last year, and I have no issues taking point right now. Correct. Through six uh, tournaments here. we got a big night tonight. A lot, I mean, there's 
a couple of these tournaments on Tuesday are uh, heavy favorites, but six down, uh, it was moving day, I guess, uh, yesterday. Uh, you're at 23 points, top of the field in, in my uh, in my tournament. And then I'm right behind you at 22, Taylor at 16, Sub at 14, and wait, wait out at the bottom is uh, the Providence Crier with nine nine points. So um, that's where we're at right now. Uh, do you want to get an A10 first? Or? I will, but I mean, I, I don't even think it's a moving day. This has just been a consistent dominance. I am like Hideki Matsuyama in the 2020 Masters right here, just taking it from the beginning of the, the competition to the end. But anyways, here is the, the A10 pick I'll get us started on. I'm going Dayton. I'm taking a two seed. I like this team. I like Dayton. I was watching their game against LaSalle a couple weeks ago. That was a horrible loss. I don't want to cite this as one of my reasons, but the announcer said that Dayton could make the Final Four within the next three years. That resonated with me. They have some good players on their team. They're led by Deron Holmes. He's a freshman. He's 6'10". He shoots about 20%, so that's not very good, but he's a good ball player. They got this guy from Belgium. Tumani Kamara. I wish I had an A-10 guy to help me kind of get a little bit more insight on these guys. Malachi Smith, Kobe Elvis, another great name. This is a redemption for that 2019 year when they when they were going to be the one seed with Obi Toppin. They were going to get there. Anthony Grant's a, ter- Grant's a terrific coach. They just beat Davidson the other day in that final round uh, game of the A-10 season. And I just like them in the two-hole at where they're going. So I'm all aboard Dayton. I like them to earn an automatic qualifier. Real quick before Borg chimes in, you do have an A-10 guy. You have a Dayton-specific guy, Doyle. That's your boy. His whole family's Dayton. His dad's a theology uh, professor there. Um, yeah, and he's my boy outside of the show. So, Doyle, if you're listening, you're my boy. I'm picking Dayton, me and you, to the end here. O'Rourke, who you got? I am sticking with uh, my guns for for the A-10 here. And I I liked this VCU team before it was cool to like this VCU team. They ripped off eight straight wins in most of February. Tough loss to end the year. I think that motivates them. They're the three seed in this. And they just do it by being dogs. Ten steals per game. That's got to be at the top uh, in the country. And I just love the way they play. I mean, I love Korean Kobe Bryant but uh, couldn't go with Ho-Tung Lee and Davidson this year going to ECU. Let's bring the crier in. All right. So for the A-10, I'm going with the team that was expected to win the whole thing to begin the year. That's St. Bonaventure, the Bonnies. Uh, Mark Schmidt, he runs a nice program there. Um, You look at them, they've won, I believe, eight of their last nine. Granted, they got their teeth kicked in. Uh, by Boar's uh, VCU team there. But, um, you know, the tournament's not played at the Seal Center, so I'm not worried about it. Uh, you talk about Attaway, Lofton, your very good guards on the Bonnies, and then, um, of course, the big fella, Osun. Uh, Osun, I cannot pronounce his name. I'm not going to try. Got to at least try it. <laughs> if you're going If you're going to reference him, it's not like anyone put you on the spot. That's true. Or Sonny E, the big man for the Bonnies. I'm going the Bonnies, man. They got a lot to prove this week. They're taking it home. Bonnies give me heavy Nevada vibes when Musselman was there. Like everyone falls in love with them during the regular season, and then they just stink in the postseason. I think they got smacked by LSU last year. So interesting choice there. I'm actually going to ride with the Shark here. Dayton, everyone knows Southwest Ohio is my second home essentially, but they're playing incredibly well. 
they've shown that they can knock off very good teams. They beat Kansas earlier in the year, which was a shock. I remember I was on a, on a plane and I landed and I saw that final score. I was beside myself. Dayton's had a very odd year with the exception of the past week or so past two weeks, they've been playing very well. Anthony Grant, I think two years removed from national coach of the year. Shark did reference that Obi Toppin team that probably would have been a one seed had it not been for COVID in a canceled tournament. I'm all about the revenge. What did I say last week? Cold water, right? Water when you're parched. Uh, ceviche, revenge. All things that are best served cold. So I'm going to go Dayton out of the A-10. Taylor, who you got? Well, I'm a little surprised that I'm the only one here going with Davidson. As considering we waxed poetically just weeks ago about Bob McKillop and how much of an underrated coach he is. They're the number one seed in this conference. They've got three great players in Foster Lawyer, Luka Brockovich, and Hung Jung Lee. I really consider Dayton and VCU because they're efficiency-wise the 10th and 13th best, best defensive teams in the country, as Bohr referenced. But I'm going with one of the top 10 most efficient offensive teams in the country with the number one seed in, Dayton, or in uh, Davidson. I feel obligated to tell the listeners that the crier is, I'm, I believe, in dead last in the Jerome right now. So any picks that he gives out, you guys all want to take those with a severe grain of salt. Um, so yeah, I, I think we should all be fading St. Bonaventures at this point. Well, what can I say? I, I went for week one. I didn't have a ton of time. I, I kind of waited to the last minute. And I went with the teams that were hot, and it uh, didn't really work out. And granted, my first pick, the Bonnies, I did say they won eight of nine, but – don't worry. The crier's got this all under control. No, don't worry. It's not personal. I'm just, I want to make sure that we're covering our, you know, our liability on our end. We're, we're not known as the people that give out horrible picks that you gave out last week. That's all. Well, if, if we hearken back to last year, didn't you have a poor first week and then you made a, a run there in the second week? No, I had an average week. I mean, it wasn't I, nine points. It wasn't nine points. No. All right. Well, do with, do with it what you will. I think we have a great panel of experts here that bring a diverse uh, approach to the game. So if you want to go Bonnie's and Mark Schmidt, listen to the crier, feel free to do that. Just do it at your own peril. All right, let's go to the ACC now. Shark, who's coming out of your conference? BC, good win today. Hug for you. Yeah, it's not going to be BC, but when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's some old Ray Paolo Boncaro. Give me the big Italian. I'm all aboard these guys. I know everyone was laughing at Coach K whenever they did last week in his ceremony. I, for one, was touched by it. I thought it was a beautiful ceremony. We're witnessing a legend go off into the sunset. So I appreciated it. I know you guys are all going to have the same take that everyone else is regurgitating out there. But I love Duke. This was the perfect loss for them. They're going to come out firing Coach K's words about how the season's not over just yet. Duke is just so much better than everyone else in the conference. Oh, Shark, North Carolina just beat them in the last game. All right, well, let's see, him happen. Let's see it happen again when there is no distractions, where people are tempted out for a month and a half in order to go to the game and hyping it up for a team that's largely led by freshmen at this point. So I, I like Duke. Um, you know, one side plot from that was Joey Baker not getting any run on senior night despite being there for four years. I don't know how that's going to play. Hopefully it's not a fractured locker room, but I, I like Duke in this spot. Yeah, I mean, tremendous entertainment last weekend. Just seeing that ceremony after a loss to your rival, having to address the crowd for for an hour, um, just a beautiful moment of awkwardness. Uh, and and what a, what a send off! Um, I thought it was a bit of a me circus. Uh, I did sort of reflect 
uh, and, and meditate on it a, a day later. And the guy is a legend, you know, 42 years. Uh, there's probably never going to be another person like him. And um, having said that, I take Duke. Now, that, <laughs> now, largely, that has to do with exactly what you said. Um, that's motiv- motivation one-on-one for the ACC tournament. And, and also, as we mentioned earlier, this is a tournament uh, of the Jerome. I'm at 22 points. You're at 23 points. I might be a little conservative this week. Duke, big. I'm going with the team that spoiled Coach K's fun. I'm going with the Tar Heels, man. We had the best player in the conference in Armando Baycott. They got this a good guy stinks. <laughs> the, boys, the boys from Winston-Salem would have something to say about that, as would the every, everyone else <laughs> that voted for Alondis Williams. But go ahead. I, I don't care. The guy's a walking double-double. He's a beast. And UNC, you know, they've gone the majority of the year without a quad one win. Uh, they finally got one via technicality. Uh, and then, of course, they beat Duke uh, on K's last game. I'm going with the heels, man. I, I think, first of all, talk about a crap bag conference tournament, this ACC tournament. I mean, this has been complete hot garbage uh, this year. You know a tournament's bad when the first day it's just – Teams with multiple, like multiple teams with 20 losses. Just pathetic. But I'm going UNC. It's a, it's a soft conference. Um, and, hey, uh, I'm running with the heels. For what it's worth, I did think Baycott should have won ACC Player of the Year, but I had to introduce some some chaos there. For the ACC, I'm riding with the Shark and the Boar, and Boar again. Uh, Duke, they are the, the class of the ACC. I do think at their peak when they're playing their best, they're a national title winning team. Uh, Bancaro, Mark Williams, Trevor Keels needs to pick it up. I'll credit the Shark for not buying into Trevor Keels after he beat either Kentucky or Kansas in that uh, NIT tip-off game. But I'm going to go Duke here as well. There's no way uh, Duke is is going to go out like that, uh, go into the tournament, I suppose, on two straight losses, right, if that makes sense. Um, I don't think it's a fractured locker room, Shark. I actually think it's the complete opposite. Who gives a shit what Joey Baker thinks? All right, he's not part of this. He's not part of that uh, that starting five and obviously the eight nine man rotation. Whatever K rolls out there, I actually think that loss galvanized them. Uh, K's words were correct. The season's not over. It was objectively hilarious. I know we throw out the term theater probably more than any other term ever uh, on this program, but that. That entire game and night was theater. But give me Duke. I think they're going to be revved up. They're going to be refreshed. They're going to have a new sense of urgency. Uh, And again, I'm going to go with the revenge factor. They probably see Carolina in the title game. Taylor, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go anti you guys and uh, roll with the crier here with UNC. Uh, My determination of that was because simply because UNC is a three seed. So there's a couple extra points that could be picked up because of that. I don't think very, very highly of any of the other ACC teams. And I don't particularly think that highly of Duke either. Um, Do you guys remember November 26th by chance? If you don't back when Thanksgiving, if you don't, that's because that's the last time Duke beat a ranked team was November 26th. They've only played two ranked teams all year. So I don't think it's nothing anti-Duke. I just think that they're missing something. I can't necessarily put my finger on it. And because North Carolina is a three seed, they were able to get up for a big game once. I think they can do it again. Let's move on now to the red-blooded, steak-eaten American. Who you got, Shark, out of the American 
I'm going shock again. I'm going Houston. This boils down to direct. I know everyone thinks Memphis is hot. Everyone loves Memphis. They saw the game on Sunday afternoon. I also know that Houston has not beat a team that is going to be a tournament team all year, and they are still somehow beloved by Ken Palm and all their rankings right there. So I don't really know how that works, but I think um, he could probably tell you. But I like Houston. I'm going Kelvin Sampson over Penny in this situation. Kyler Edwards is a good player that transferred from Texas Tech, and Fabian White is stroking the three this year. So give me Houston. Yep, I'm I'm going I'm going Memphis. Shark alluded to it. They're the hot team. Shouldn't come as a surprise. Um, had all these expectations uh, and all of these blue chip players, high level, no name transfers, and then just kind of shit the bed uh, out of the gates. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like you've seen this before with with teams that are um, all new to each other when transfers, and we get down on them, and then it seems like the first narrative tends to kind of hit your memory the, the longest they've been playing really good basketball I remember I hated that Penny Hardaway press conference where he was you know just shaming some interviewer for for saying I think it was like should you be ashamed of the loss or who knows um, but to his credit they've uh, gone off and ripped off a bunch of a bunch of wins I mean tip to tail crushed Houston uh, I like what Shark's saying about head coaching at the end of the day in this tournament but uh, I'll roll with them, and as as Taylor mentioned, this is a three seed. I'll pick up uh, a couple extra points if they if they win. Yep, same reason why I'm going with Memphis uh, with nine points. I, I need all the help I can get, and uh, the American just seems like an easy layup for me to get some bonus points here. Memphis, Dur- first of all, love Duran. I think that guy's nasty. Um, yet. Their best player is probably DeAndre Williams. Uh, so they got a loaded front court. Uh, Lester Quinos at the guard spot. I mean, I, I know guards are a little shaky there. Uh, Speaking of shaky, Mike, you're, you're shaky on some pronunciation. <laughs> Lester Quinones. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm still going with the Tigers because I, I just don't think Houston's very good, man. I, like Shark said, they haven't beat a tournament. Like, how is that possible that they are – the fifth team in Kempom without beating an NCAA tournament quality team all season long. That's pathetic. So I'm going with Memphis. I'm actually going to go. I promise there was no collusion here. I'm riding with the shark yet again. I'm going Houston. I think people forget that Kelvin Sampson coached this Houston team, not this particular set of players, but coached them to a final four just last year. There was a time about three weeks ago where some were considering them as an outside dark horse as a one seed. Okay. Wheels fell off a little bit. Memphis swept them, smoked them as Bora alluded to in Memphis the other day, but I'm still going to go with Kelvin Sampson. He has clearly shown what he's capable of doing the past few years at Houston. Uh, And I think that this is their conference and that, those two losses against Memphis, again, I alluded to this last week. It's tough to beat a team three times in a season. I don't see Memphis uh, pulling that off. And I don't know if I necessarily trust Memphis just yet. This It seems a little bit like fool's gold. Uh, book's not out on them yet. I know everyone loves them recently, but I'm not yet there in terms of trust. I do trust Kelvin Sampson. I do trust Fabian White. And I do trust Houston there. So give me them. Also, I have way too many tweets and audio uh, thrashing Penny and Memphis from earlier this year and actually last year, even going way back to James Wiseman. So I'm going Houston out of the American. Taylor, who you got? 
Yeah, your notes and mine were the same. Um, I, people, I think, just don't realize that Houston was in the Final Four last year. Uh, they allow the fourth lowest uh, points per game in all of America. And to compare them to last year, this is what we're talking about now is the same exact shit we said about them last year. Oh, they haven't played anybody. They only played two ranked teams all last year, uh, and they went to the Final Four. So uh, I'm gonna. I know I did not pick them last year because of everything that we just said about them. So this year I'm going to correct my mistake that was last year and pick Houston. My Are thing you- though is you, you think about, they don't have Jarreau anymore. They, uh, Marcus Sasser is their best player this year. He's out for the year. Um, really the only guy that, that played a pivotal role on that team was Fabian White and he was coming off an ACL that year. So I don't know. I think it's enough, though, for them to win this conference. I don't know if I'll necessarily take them to a second weekend, right, in the NCAA tournament, but I think this is their conference and they own it. But I think we both know it's a two-horse race. Uh, We all know, I should say, it's a two-horse race out of the American. I don't know. I kind of – I think SMU's sneaky good. sneaky. I mean, I I wonder how many people will pick it in the Jerome, but nobody's talked about the fact that they only finished a game and a half back. Uh, They're – 22 and seven this year, they were undefeated at home. I, I, I mean, I know obviously this tournament's not played at home, but it, it's a team that nobody has really talked about. I think they're the, I think Joey Brackets has the last four in maybe. I know they're right there, um, but you know, kind of nobody's talked about it, this team that's gone undefeated at home, like I said, and is actually in second place, not Memphis. Right. They're going to have to do a little bit of work in the tournament, as as does Memphis. Uh, if it were up to Wes Miller, he would think that pretty much the AAC is a 10-bid league or whatever it is because he had a quote saying that they'd be a top 25 team, his Cincinnati Bearcats, if they played in the SEC or the Pac-12. Just an outrageous, asinine quote from Wes Miller, who I like, but that really docked him some points. All right, let's move on now to arguably the best conference in America. It's the Big 12. Shark, who you got? Kansas now or never for me I picked Kansas to win the title at the beginning of the year they don't look that good I'll be totally honest with you father I mean O'Shea Abaji missed about a million shots on Saturday but they still found a way to win that game I'm picking them because I like the way their brackets aligning they essentially just have to beat Texas to get to the final they're going to avoid TC excuse me they're going to avoid Texas Tech hopefully they get TCU Uh, they're going to avoid Oklahoma they're going to avoid Baylor, those are all teams that I just don't like that matchup. I'd rather just be in a position where he's got to beat Texas and get to the final. So I like Kansas, despite the fact that they don't look too good right now. How about that nugget about Bill Self having won 38 straight senior days? Absurd. His his Allen Fieldhouse records that he has stockpiled and 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 ha- and has under his belt is just outrageous. Boy, who you got out of the Big 12? I am going with the three-seeded Texas Tech Red Raiders, um, team that I kind of fell in love with this year. And um, Shout out to the coach, Mark Adams, the chairman of the Fed. Uh, Saw him live, was stunned that that was a head basketball coach, looked like a banker, somebody that did a white-collar crime. But that guy can coach. Uh, Best defense in the country. And there was this weird Ewing theory when Terrence Shannon went down, where that five – man rotation of uh mccullers my guy bryson williams warren o'banner and arms are nasty and it was almost you know addition by subtraction who knows how he works them in that might get weird um for the tournament but they're they've proven time and time again they can play with Kansas, play with baylor and uh they just do it a bit differently on the defensive end yeah so um i kind of agree with you 
but I'm going with the Baylor Bears. I think the winner of Texas Tech Baylor in the semis will ultimately take home the crown here. Um, you look at Baylor, man, they lose guys and it doesn't even matter. They've won seven of eight despite losing Jonathan Chama Chachua, nailed it. Uh, and uh, as well as, of course, LJ Cryer. Okay, I got to support the Bears with LJ Cryer. He's hurt, but they still keep winning. Um, their bigs are really coming up. The guys that have had to step in, Flo Thamba um, and Skohan. Uh, and, of course, they always got guards. Uh, Kinjo, Brown, um, they got it rolling, man. I'm going with them in Flagler. So. Yeah. Yeah, Baylor's a great pick. Uh, I was torn. I really wanted to take Baylor, and Scott Drew is an absolute titan of a head coach. It's not groundbreaking news or anything like that, but what he's done the past three or four seasons, even what he did when he came to Waco in the wake of that whole terrible murder fiasco, uh, Scott Drew is amazing. Peeking my head around the corner real quick, though, to let you know that it's 25-4, to Bryant over Wagner. At the moment, four points with about eight minutes to go in the first half. I am a Wagner guy. You shouldn't be pumping your fist. I'm trying to get Clint Sargent, who's friend of Matt Gaten's on the program. He's an assistant coach for Wagner, Taylor. So we, not me. Uh, I'd like you to express that a little bit more. All right. Big 12, my pick, though. I'm going with Boar. Guns up. It's Texas Tech. Give me the flight of the Concords guy, the British nerd, and yes, man, the accountant, Mark Adams. They'd, they'd have to beat Iowa State, then play Baylor, which we had talked about. Who I mean, they played Baylor and they and they swept them. I think they've swept Baylor. Then they have to play Kansas in the title game, who they beat and only lost by three. Bryson Williams, that's the name. Bryson Williams is an absolute beast. Kevin O'Banner is a great transfer from Oral Roberts and Kevin McCuller. So I really like this Texas Tech team. I think they're poised to make a, a run here in the Big Twelve Conference Championship. And it just seems like this Red Raider team, like they've played consistently well enough and beaten enough good teams, great teams, really, Baylor and Kansas in their conference for me to feel comfortable saying that they're going to win the Big 12. Taylor? So I'm going to roll with Baylor here. It was between Baylor and Kansas for me. Uh, they're both fairly equal offensively, uh, but Baylor's just a better defensive team than Kansas is. Uh, I, I think Shark kind of said it right when he started off. There's something kind of like a same thing I feel about Duke because there's just something missing from this Kansas team. And I can't necessarily put my finger on it. Um, you know, I'm a huge Remy Martin fan, as we all know. Uh, he has been underwhelming this year, just like the last six years of his college basketball career. So uh, he's that's maybe a factor. And I think uh, the crier was exactly spot on and why I like Baylor, but also why I fear Baylor as an Arizona fan in the tournament is they just plug and play people. Oh, this guy's hurt. Cool. Let's just slide another guy in. We're still going to be one of the best defensive teams in the country. Uh, you could say the same thing about Texas Tech. I like Baylor just a little more than Texas Tech, though, as well. So I'm rolling Baylor. Yeah, Baylor just has... Artillery, man, they're they're they got the reserves ready to go. Also, peeking my head around the corner one more time. Did you guys know Chris Duhon is on the Bryant coaching staff? He's like a director of of recruiting or, or a video coordinator, something along those lines. I just saw Chris Duhon on my TV. Good nugget. Great yeah. nugget. Grasso, their head coach, is the man. He 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 was one of those guys on Twitter in like November when there were COVID cancellations. Like Kentucky had a game canceled, and he was like. We'll play like Brian will travel. Like I love that guy. Very Rhode Island. Also, so, he, he'll offer anyone like he'll offer your grandma if, if she's playing ball, you know, <laughs> like this guy literally pumped out offers to, I, I believe like almost every single like 
recruit that's like within the top 200. Incredible. Soup, I'm going to push back on you here real quick before we move out to Big 12. I don't think you can say a conference that only has four teams above 500 in conference play is the best conference in America. Their top end is really high. The rest of the conference, Iowa State went 7-11 and 11 in conference. And they're supposed Started to be quote-unquote right. good, right? Yeah, I, I, I feel like, yeah, they, they might have the best top end talent, but I don't think they're the best conference. Well, hey, that's why I threw in arguably. I think you could argue that the NEC is the best conference in america you'd be wrong but you could argue it certainly okay relax relax okay semantic words matter words matter all right let's move on now to the big east shark bunch of losers in this competition that are providence guys bunch of losers that are yukon guys i'm just gonna go play it safe give me villanova as a two seed they've had colin gillespie for five years imagine five years of gillespie I mean, my gosh, boy, you give me a hard time about having three years of Grant Williams, the perfect college player. Imagine if you had five of Gillespie. I've had six years of John Fulkerson. That's been a nightmare. But if you give me five of Gillespie, that's as good as it could possibly get. The guy's the perfect player. He's not going to let them fail. They just got to get through UConn in that second round. Their second, after that third round, their second round matchup, they're getting St. John's. They don't have to worry about playing Xavier. They don't have to worry about playing. Uh, um, actually, I think St. John's actually has to play DePaul. But I, I, I don't. Who, UConn's getting. Who does UConn get in the second round? I yield my time. I'm taking Villanova. Yeah, I mean, as you'd imagine, I'm taking Providence. Um, I will allow the crier the floor for my case for that and and just leave you all with this quote from my favorite uh my favorite province player troll lumpy dumper who says we're coming for it all okay so be prepared we're the one seed for a reason oh no xavier the team that sucks can't wait uh i'm a little worried that it's a noon tip on thursday uh but if we can get past that the four seeds creighton um meanwhile villanova's dealing with St. John's or DePaul. Yes, I said DePaul. Uh, they have a guy who's been scoring better than anyone else in the conference lately. And then you got UConn in a rock fight with Seton Hall. So I really think that you look at the odds of the tournament, we're five to one. And I know Villanova started at three-ish to one. And that just tanked down to like one and a half. So it was more even than I, than people might have expected initially. But betters jumped on that immediately. Cryer. All right, so, yeah, I'm going with the Friars, too, obviously. Um, you look at the, the the bracket, the Friars really got a pretty favorable bracket here, um, the way everything shook out on Saturday with seed shifts. It's basically Providence and the new guys up top, and then the bottom's like the, the old guard Big East. So, um, you know, Providence, team going into the year, they had goals of winning the regular season title and the Big East Conference Tournament title. They got one down, one more to go here. Um, you look at their team, they're just so balanced. Um, they got seven guys that, that can easily start for multiple teams across the country. And um, you look at Bynum and Nate Watson getting second team Big East, I think they're taking that as a slight. And I think they're taking that everyone just is penciling in Xavier, the crap, the team that can't win at all down the stretch the last three years, by the way. Um you know, everyone's penciling Xavier over Providence. I, I don't see that happening. I see Providence making the title game. I actually got a surprise team that's going to meet them there, and that's Seton Hall. But I got Fires winning it. Way to go, Cryer. 
you completely stole my thunder there the last five seconds because I'm going all. I'm going Hall to win it all, baby. Uh, they are the hottest team in the Big East, or arguably the hottest team. See what I did there, Taylor? Arguably the hottest team. Uh, they've rattled off their last five. They're just skulking in the weeds. Kevin Willard and his guys are just skulking in the weeds. Everyone's enamored with PC, rightfully so. Everyone knows about Villanova, their pedigree, Colin Gillespie, of course. But the, Seton Hall had a little bit of love preseason. They faltered a bit, but they kind of have – they're back on the right track right now. And the craziest shit happens in the Big East, lest we forget. Patrick Ewing and Georgetown won the whole Magilla last year. Nobody, nobody picked – Georgetown to win the Big East title. So I'm going to go with Seton Hall. Cryer, I think that they're going to get to the finals as well. I'll pick up some points there. Good value with the Pirates. I'm going to go with Kevin Willard's guy. And the thing about Hall, I mean, they would finally get their second shot at PC. They felt robbed, quote unquote. I'll do that in quotations uh, because they didn't have Obiagu or Tyrese Samuels in the first game at Providence. And then the game at Seton Hall got canceled due to COVID. But, uh, Quite frankly, the only thing wrong with Seton Hall is their best player is a, Rob, uh, a, a Robin instead of a Batman. Jared Roden, very nice player, but I wouldn't want him as my best player on my team. It's amazing bringing up Georgetown that they lost 20 games in a row and all 19 uh, conference games that they played. Anyway, um, I've never seen this in the standings before where the second place team actually has a plus 0.5 in front of them, not like a half game back because Nova actually played more games this year, had more wins. I've never actually seen that lined up in the standings like that. It's important to note, sorry, Providence guys, not to be anti-Providence, but Providence played four more home games than Villanova did this year. And Villanova subsequently played four more away games than uh, Providence did this year. And obviously, most importantly, Villanova won both of those games. So let's not uh, let's not fight the, the powerhouse that is Jay Wright here. I'm going Nova. All right. Now let's get to some mid-majors. We've gone through a decent amount of power schools. Let's get to the big sky. Shark, who you got? Yeah, so I, I came into this very excited about this pick, but I received some devastating news before I, I entered uh, this chat here today. So my, my pick is, and I'm going to stick with them just because you got to go with your preparation. The separation's in the preparation. I'm going with Southern Utah. Now, Southern Utah, these motherfuckers haven't made the tournament since 2001. All right, they, they got these guards that are coming back. They got seniors that are there. However, the news that puts me at, at you know, breaks my heart is that the Big Sky Player of the Year last year, Tavion Jones, is out for the year. He broke his wrist over the weekend. And you, you think, hey, pivot to pick. Go pick Montana State. Go pick Weber State. Be one of those guys that panics in the moment. Well, let me tell you something. Southern Utah went on the road to Weber this weekend without Tavion Jones and still beat their asses. So I'm going to pick them anyways, the Thunderbirds, all right? First tournament since 2001. Jones didn't even play, and they still took down Weber State. I like these guys. One of my favorite parts about the Jerome is you got to really get in the in the weeds. You got to get in the mud. You got to do your research. You got to read publications like the St. George Spectrum Daily News. Sean Elliston wrote a beautiful piece on Southern Utah over the weekend. I gobbled that up, and I was all over these guys. I love their the, the enthusiasm that they had for the program. Despite the loss of the injury, I'm rolling with Southern Utah. That's I think that's why that the shark is in first place and I'm in second place. We got our we got our Jeff Goodman, Davion Jones is injured tweets in line. Uh, I noticed that as well. Different from the shark, I pivoted because he's the best player on the team. He was preseason uh, conference player of the year 
postseason or just regular season conference of the year when they actually played the games was Jabris Bello from England. Oi, England, uh, Montana State. Uh, I always, I mean, Montana has dominated the big sky as long as we've been doing this thing. Suddenly I see this team from Bozeman pop up in the top seed. And then I look at their stats. They're pretty good. Uh, he's league MVP, defensive player of the year. And I am going with the Montana State, I want to say, Bobcats. I'm going Weber State. Um, they're the three seed. I need points. And they actually have a high major player on their team. Kobe McEwen played at Marquette, transferred originally from Colorado State, I believe. Good ball player, good sound guard. I'm going Weber. Cryer, is your is your strategy entering week two to just try and hail Mary the value picks here? I mean, are you just not even trying to go with with the one or two seeds? Just like no, no, where I'm can I get the most value? Man, I'm sprinkling. Uh, All right, you know, Big Twelve, I, I got the the two. Big East, I got the one. Hello. <laughs> Very true. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure. There's no need to hit the panic button, Surrett. Um, I'm going to go out of the big sky, Montana State. I'm with O'Rourke. Stats back it up. They've pretty much beaten all of their good opponents during uh, this year as well. They're a strong, strong team. Uh, I'm going to go Montana State. T. I feel like this is kind of my toughest pick. This is my conference right here. My mom went to Eastern Washington. My grandma lives like down the street from the Montana head coach. I can't believe nobody brought up the fact that Montana State's head coach is named Danny Sprinkle, not to be confused with former Montana coach Wayne Tinkle as well. Uh, there's some big sky knowledge for you. Uh, it was tough for me to not pick Eastern Washington or Montana. Montana's played in eight of the last 11 finals and Eastern Washington has played in the last three. So I really wanted to take uh, those guys, considering that they're the fifth and sixth seed. But I went with the three seed, Northern Colorado. Uh, they're the most efficient offense in the big sky. And I think probably given the choices that we have in this conference, uh, a team that's not going to be picked very much by any of, of our other uh, Jerome participants. So Northern Colorado. You're certainly the alderman of the big sky, Taylor. That is That is your region. All right, Shark. Let's now move on to the Big Ten. We had a little mid-major palate cleanser. Back to the powers. Big Ten. Yeah, I'm going Purdue, three seed. Uh, a lot of hype going into the year. I like their path. Just got to get by Ohio, Ohio State. Can't figure out Ohio State. I know Wisconsin, Johnny Davis might not play. I don't know what's going on there. So I do. this could be the time for Izzo to make one of his patented runs. On the other side of the bracket, if I'm Illinois, the one seed, I'm a little bit nervous about Michigan. I just think Purdue needs to figure it out before they get into the tournament, and this could be a way to justify a season that had a lot of hype if they're not going to make a Final Four, which is typically what happens. I am also rolling with Purdue. Just, just too good to to get as a three seed and not and not just take them. Um, I still don't think refs know how to officiate Zach Eady. Uh, he gets all of these calls. I don't know if they're wrong. I don't know if they're right. But he continues to foul out the the best opposing big men on the other team. And um, I don't know when we get these these guys on a neutral site. I think they're. Uh, you look at Wisconsin, you look at Illinois, they're, they're, they're the team I'd roll with just too much offense, too much talent. Yeah. I, um, I was hoping to get, and you know, I, this was my fear. I, I picked Purdue as well. Uh, a three seed. I, I think they're clearly the best team in the big 10. Uh, in all honesty, no offense to Illinois or Wisconsin, but, um, yeah, I was hoping for the bonus points, but this is not good news. The other people are taking them. 
But yeah, give me Purdue. We're in lockstep, gentlemen, especially me, Shark, and Boar. I got Purdue. Also, I can't believe nobody's mentioned Jaden Ivey just yet. Somehow Zach Eady got mentioned before Jaden Ivey, but uh, I'm going to go with with the Boilermakers. I think Ivey is the best player in the league. I, th- I do think he's better than Johnny Davis. It's kind of crazy, though. Purdue scares me a little bit because their defense is atrocious. They can score. They can outscore the hell out of you. They can shoot the ball. They can attack the rim, but they cannot play a lick of defense. And I do think that's going to come and bite them in the ass come NCAA tournament time. Uh, Conference tournaments don't necessarily expose all your flaws right away. So I'm going to go with the Boilermakers. And I'm telling you, it's, it's really crazy. If you, if, if you fast forward about five months and we say, Hey, who won the big 10? I feel like people are going to forget and just automatically say Purdue because of how much hype they got in the preseason, rightfully so, but they finished third. So that pick right there, they could easily win this conference and that'll get you some points. Produce the, produce the go-to there in the big 10 Taylor, who you got? Well, this pleases me that you guys are all taking Purdue because that means that I am happy with where I went. Cause I went off the beaten path. I feel like this conference was just one we couldn't figure out all year necessarily and figure out the best team in this conference. I called Purdue pepperoni Purdue because of how highly I thought of them earlier this year, but I'm going to go way down the line, a team that shark already referenced and that's Ohio state. And I think it's literally just because of one player and that's my boy EJ. So I'm going to roll with Ohio state a lot of value in them being the sixth seed here given the fact that they have a good enough wins over big teams, not, not only in conference, but out of conference, uh, most notably Duke earlier in the year. So I'm going super, super blue lights uh, special here in terms of value in Ohio state. Be careful. Be careful. I picked them to win the regular season, big 10 title, and they, they burned my sweet and sour chicken ass. So just, just hang tight. All right but would be crazy. All right, let's go to the beach. Beach, let's go get away. Big West, baby. Big West Shark, who you got? Let me recover a little bit after that transition. That was well played. I'm going with the Anteaters, baby. Four seed, UC Irvine. Love this team. Perennially playing well. They were they had their hearts broken a couple of years ago before the COVID year when they lost to UC Santa Barbara in the finals. Guess who they get in the first round this year? UC Santa Barbara. Going to wax that ass. I like this team. Colin Welp leads them no longer have Mamadou Njai. You remember him, father, the seven foot six big fella? He's not there anymore, but this team is still tough. Guess who they beat earlier this year? Boise State. Those are your boys. So UC Irvine, don't mess with them. Value as a force. I'll never forget Mamadou Njai getting absolutely plastered by our Rondé Hollis Jefferson in Tucson. Go ahead, Bor. Yeah, as much as I wanted to take Hawaii, as Roxy Bernstein would say, shout out to Cryer, uh, pointing that out to me initially, probably 10 years ago. Um, it, rule of thumb, never bet Hawaii off the island. Don't ever bet them off the island. Uh, looking at this bracket, I'm going with a value pick. The number two seed, I believe, Cal State Fullerton. They're not that great. This league's not that great. I don't really know what's going on. But I was looking at, uh, if you look at the odds, four seeds, five seeds, you know, paying out less one and two seats value pick a little bit of gamesmanship i don't think a lot of jerome jerome uh, competitors are going to have this one so i will go with the titans uh from fullerton yeah so i am gonna ride with hawaii uh i'm going with the rainbow warriors noel coleman just lights it up from deep shooting 44 percent from three-point land you look as as a team they shoot 36 percent from deep which i believe is the be- best in the big west big west is tough 
I had a lot of teams I was looking at. Welp. I was even looking at the Gauchos. Maybe they 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 beat Welp in the Anteaters. Um, but I'm going Hawaii. They let it they let it rip, and uh, let's do it. Rainbow Warriors. Very diverse picks thus far. I'm going with Long, Long, Long Beach. I used that same intro for Longwood last year. It worked out for me. Longwood ended up winning their conference. I'm going to go with Long Beach here out of the Big West. I like their guard play, but more specifically, last chance you. He's really not that big of a contributor. He's like a six-man almost type of type of numbers. Joe Hampton. I don't know if you guys remember Joe Hampton, the moody big man from Last Chance U. He's on Long Beach. I want to see him in the NCAA tournament. Fingers crossed for a happy ending and a tournament berth for Joe Hampton and Long Beach. Taylor, who you got? You know, I'm glad uh, you brought up beaches uh, because I'm going to go with the school, the only beach in the country that belongs to the school, and that's UCSB, also known as UCSTD for those in the know. Uh, They had kind of a covid fucked season here this year just like many of the other teams i picked in the first week uh, they only played 13 conference games um, they have won five in a row though and so that's why i'm going to go with ucsb uh shark and i have a big matchup uh first game out of the block here uh in our two teams here so yep gauchos Let's move on now to quite possibly the most forgotten conference. This was a great conference or a fun conference when we were in high school, I would say. But now I just, I mean, there's nothing there, I feel like. But let's make it interesting. Conference USA. Insulted by that because I love this one team here. Also, if they get out of here to do some damage in the tournament, I'm talking about UAB. These guys can light up the scoreboard. I'm telling you right now, they're putting up 80 points a game. You see Irvine, who I just referenced, they scored about 60 a game. That's going to be ugly to watch. Then I'm going to go over. I'm going to watch UAB. We're going to start dancing around with 80 a game. They are led by this little bastard, Jordan Walker, five foot eleven, lights up the scoreboard. They got a transfer from Ole Miss, KJ Buffin. Uh, they also have Andy Kennedy, who used to coach at Ole Miss. He coached Marshall Henderson when he was at Ole Miss. When Marshall Henderson was at Ole Miss, I was on spring break one year in Destin, Florida. One night in the middle of the night after Tennessee beat Iowa in the, in the playing game, I drove from Destin, Florida to Knoxville. Where would I stop in the middle of the night? UAB. Where the hell am I right now? Splicing that on the, the Hansel. Where am I? Where am I? That's my pick. I'm rolling UAB. I like this team to do damage if they get into the tournament as well, provided they're not playing against one of my teams. Oh my! It's like I'm playing chess with Borgov in uh, Queen's Queen's Gambit right now because I'm in a close one with Shark. I also fell in love with UAB when I looked at them. This is a really good team that could make uh, a Sweet 16 run if they wanted to. They played everybody tough, uh, 24 and seven on the year. I was uh, a little embarrassed as to how little I knew about him. Walker is a flamethrower. He shoots like nine threes a game at a 40 percent clip. They got this little white guy Ertl that can bump too. Great name. Kind of reminds me of Kunkel. Um, I wanted to take what will be a Hall of Fame big boy grilling on the roof in Kenneth Lofton Jr. at Louisiana Tech. Just couldn't do it. Uh, I will also go UAB. Yep, I'm looking for the points. I went UAB. Uh, I was looking at the bracket. I saw there were two W. I'm guessing that means two in the west of the Conference USA, but uh, who knows? Um, so, yeah, I- I'm going with them because – because of the points and you talk about a team that was earlier in the year getting some love in, in the AP top 25, I believe. So I'm going with, with, with the, the Blazers, right? Yeah, Blazers. There you go. I believe it was the actor who played Goldberg and Josh in heavyweights, the fat kid, when he just says in heavyweights, this pleases me. 
because it pleases me that you guys all went UAB. Does coaching not matter to you? Does does pedigree not matter to you? North Texas. North Texas mean green coming out of the conference USA. They beat Purdue last year in the NCAA tournament. Their coach, Grant McCaslin. I love this guy. Fourth year, man. He should be looked at for a high level. I mean, Louisville might want to look at him if they, if they go down that route, maybe a stepping stone type of job. Uh, that's a, a bigger name than North Texas. I love Grant McCaslin. I'm going, this is a strictly coaching pick. They've been there. They've won big games in the NCAA tournament. I'm going to go with the North Texas team uh, from Denton, Texas, I believe. T. Sue, we have a we have some history in Denton, Texas. You and I have been to a wedding in Denton, Texas. I've actually been to two high school graduations at North Texas's basketball arena, but that's uh, neither here nor there because I'm not picking them. I'm going to, with UAB as well. Uh, we didn't bring up Quan Jackson, their guard, 6'4", 190-pound guard who can't shoot for some reason. He shoots 22. He's a 6'4 guard. In his fifth year of college basketball, that shoots 22% from three. But he shoots 50% from the field overall. Mind-boggling stats right there. So I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to my boy uh, QJ, uh, Jordan Walker, and UAB lighting it up and uh, taking down North Texas, who is an extremely, extremely good defensive team, North Texas. Shout out Tony Mitchell. Can't shoot, but can he hit the quan? That's the big question. I would assume. I would assume so. Let's break a mental sweat here, gentlemen. Ivy League. Shark, who you got? As an act of civil disobedience for them, that league canceling their league last year, I'm not going to provide a lot of analysis, but I am going to pick Yale as the two seat because Isaiah Swain's a good shooter. Yeah, I'll be quick with this one. I'm going with the top dog, Princeton. Um, just looking at, at the four teams, they, they were the one that jumped off the page. More balanced than Red Panda and the clear favorites of the four-team Ivy League. And I'll just say, if you don't hit two points for finalists in the Ivy League, a four-team tournament, might be time to hang up your drum shoes. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going with Yale. Um, first of all, I think the Ivy's pretty tough. If you look at these teams, they, they've kind of split with each other, too, if you're looking at it. Um you know, I, I'm just going to go with Yale. They're a program that, that's, speaking of Ben there, done that. Yale's been in the tournament uh, several times. Um, so I'm going with Yale. Let's keep it simple here. I'm with Bohr, Princeton Tigers. Watch the backdoor cut. They're so obviously the best team in this conference. The, the second best team in the conference has 11 losses. I think Princeton has five or six total on the year. This is, uh, don't overthink this one. Going with Princeton out of the Ivy. Playing at 11 a.m. though, Sue. How do you feel about that? Dude, these guys are up at like 5 a.m. studying neuroscience. What They don't care about this. 11 a.m. doesn't mean anything. It's probably not even their biggest assignment they have that date is to win the basketball game. So, uh, yeah, speaking of been there, done that, like every offense is built around essentially the Princeton offense. So let's, let's start there with been there, done that. Uh, let's go with Princeton as well. Moving on now to the MAAC. Not to be confused with the MAC, MAAC, Shark. I bet Coach Patino, you must be the other guy. All right, they, they, he could have anyone on this team right now, but he ha- does have Tyson Jolly, a transfer from, from SMU. He's got Elijah Joyner. It's transfer from Tulsa, and some guy named Zelinsky from Louisville. So uh, you know, you, you could take anyone. Last week I said you could take give me five Proud Boys and five of the worst Antifas, and if they can shoot shoot the shit out of the ball like they can do at South Dakota State, I'll take them. Well, same analysis for this one right here. You can give me the most annoying ones and put them on a Patino team, and I'm going to like them as well. 
Yep, I'm rolling with Patino as well. Iona is more dominant in the MAC than uh, I could even remember. Five years in a row, they've won the league um, as a four seed, as a one seed, as a two seed, as a three seed. Doesn't matter. Iona wins, and then you add in Patino. Forget about it. Uh, two top scorers, Jolly and Nelly. Don't call me Joseph Junior. Junior Joseph uh, look like a great duo, and and they're my pick as well. Yeah, I'm running Patino as well, although I will say I, I think they could get bounced. You, you look at their their play down the stretch, I believe they lost to Sienna on the road, Sienna stormed the court. Um, that, that was interesting. And I just worry that Patino might get sick of this shit and, and be quick to jump ship this offseason. I don't think Patino's – I don't think Patino's going to jump ship. He sat down with Rothstein saying that this challenge of getting Iona to the tournament and winning games there is is what he wants to do as opposed to resurrecting a big name. But we'll see there. I'm going to go with the Gales as well. Best record. Again, much like the Ivy, the next best team has 11 losses. Uh, I felt like during this year, every time I looked up, Iona was in a dogfight or they lost. But then I looked at their record and I was like, oh, wow, they only have maybe five or six losses on the entire year. Patino, Iona, Pedigree. Give him, give me the gales, Taylor. Uh, I'm also going Patino. Sub, who's your uh, favorite Iona basketball alum? Oh, Momo Jones. Momo Jones, just another day in the life of uh, former Arizona point guard Momo Jones. I'm going Patino. Has nothing to do with this team, but uh, I'm going Patino. Now we can move on to the MAC, the MAC. Shark. Going Toledo, one seed, hotter than Jessica Simpson in 2004. This team can stroke the crap out of the ball as well. Uh, they're putting up about 82 points a game. Last year they were in my pick. They had uh, Marion Jackson, who now plays for Bobby Hurley out west. They, they're returning the, uh, the the MAC freshman of the year, Ryan Rollins. This guy's just plug and play, another shooter. This team can really score. I like them. Uh, they're playing great ball right now. I'm going to go with Toledo. I'm also going with Toledo. Perfect answer. I have nothing to add. I will use this time, in fact, to to mention that the Central Michigan Chippewas have been torpedoed because of their horrendous hiring of Keno Davis, who is now coaching behind a Demoulis. Uh, so Toledo, the clear favorite, and uh, shame on you, Central Michigan. Another school I just can't figure out Keno's matchup zone. Huh? Uh, <laughs> but I'm going with Kent State Golden Flashes. Um, their lead guard is a bucket. Sincere carry, what a name. 18.7 points per game. Also dishes out a couple of dimes, 4.8. Guard-heavy team, I like the flashes. Going with Shark and Bore yet again. Toledo, I'm just a hua for teams that can score, and this team certainly can do it. Uh, they they were kind of robbed. I mean, they robbed themselves last year. Again, going with the revenge factor. They should have been in. Uh, Toledo is my pick out of the MAC. I mean, we talked about how hot Toledo is. Kent State's won 12 in a row. They're, they're world's sexiest woman, Angelina Jolie, from 2004, compared to Jessica Simpson, if we're talking about hottest teams in the conference here. So I'm going Kent State, sincerely. Two members of the wheelhouse, by the way, for whatever that's worth. Jolie and Boy, that's and worth it. The wheelhouse discussion is a whole another another episode worth here. Oh, for a wheelhouse? Ooh, that's a, I, he, we could do a Jerome on that, but that's for another that's for another recording. All right, let's move on now to the Miak Shark. Had to literally take an Advil after doing the analysis on this conference, just to how terrible it is. But uh, I ended up with Norfolk State. Uh, they're the clear best team. They made the tournament last year. They only lost to Gonzaga by forty points. So 
Yay. Uh, but they got, they're led by a senior guard, Joseph Bean Bryant, not Kobe's dad, just a guy named Joe Bryant. Uh, but this guy seems to be pretty good. So I'm going to go with Norfolk State. Similar Norfolk State. I will not waste anybody else's time with this. Uh, what a conference. Really is a terrible conference. I, I felt compelled to take NC Central with Lavelle Moten. Um, I think he's the best coach in that league. But uh, and they also got Chris Monroe, Friar transfer. He's not very good, but uh, averages like 10 points there. So good for him. Um, but I am going with Norfolk State as well. I, I can't yeah. afford to get too crazy. Yeah, I feel like this is from the scene in Airplane when everyone's trying to calm the kid down and then they pan and everyone's lined up with like a baseball bat. They're trying to shake this kid boxing gloves. That's us right now lining up to shit on uh, this conference because it is just truly grotesque. But I'm going to go with Howard here. Howard lost to Norfolk State twice. One was a one possession game. The other one, they did get smoked. So I'm sort of playing mental gymnastics here into believing in that one possession game as opposed to the one where they got smoked. Keep an eye out for Steve Settle. He averages 14 and five. He might be the most important piece for the Bison. I'm going to go with Howard out of the MIAC. I can't believe you're not going to stay Steve Settle third, by the way, which is his full name. Uh, remember when Howard got like two of the 20 best recruits in the country and then they canceled their season? That was unfortunate. Uh, I'm going with the fighting Kyle O'Quinns in Norfolk State as well. All right. Now on to the most exciting conference in America this year. I'm not even going to place an arguably on that, Taylor. It's the Mountain West. You going to Taylor or you going to me? I'm going to you. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I don't mean, want to keep misdire- saying shark. Go. It's a misdirection. I, I'll handle your no-look pass, but I just want to make sure it was intended for me. I am going with San Diego State. Uh, these guys are the three seed. I see this as an opportunity to gobble up a little extra points, just a little – put a little, t- little bit on top, you know, a little bit of Frank's Red Hot. Get it on there. I want San Diego State. Their offense concerns me. Concerns me every single year, but they do have a good guard, a senior guard, a transfer from Cal, Matt Bradley. You can find a way to get a bucket. I was watching that game on CBS Sports Network a couple weeks ago. I like the way this guy plays ball. I'm nerve. I wanted to go Colorado State. I'm sure plenty of you are ready to go do your, you know, a couple minutes on David Roddy and all that. But I am nervous about Utah State beating their beating them in the second round. So I, I'm going to go with San Diego State. I, I just like their path the most. I think they're just as good as Boise, just as good as Colorado State, and they're three seeds. So why not? Matt Bradley more shredded than a julienne salad. Go ahead, Bor. Yeah, my Mountain West notes looked, you know, like like a, an algebra problem. I couldn't I couldn't figure out or something because I was going with the Shark, San Diego State. There's all these fun teams this year. Everybody's in love with the Mountain West, Colorado State, Wyoming, Fresno, Boise, on and on and on. UNLV's got this great score, um, and then there's San Diego State, who plays great defense. They've been there a million times. Um, good pick. But I scratched it out because I realized I was being bitter. I'm joining in on the fun. I'm going with the Wyoming Cowboys, save a horse, ride a cowboy, Maldonado, and EK. I I think San Diego State's probably the smart pick. But the reason I got into the business of having a uh, conference before the tournament games tournament with my friends is to have a good time. Wyoming. I'm also going with the Cowboys. Um, Yeah. Maldonado gets all the pub, but uh, EK, pretty good, man. Uh, he's averaging like 18 and 9. That's impressive. And then you throw Maldonado in there, why not? Um, you know, I, I, I also think you look at the bracket, they get UNLV. Granted, UNLV has been kind of hot down the stretch here. 
and um, Wyoming's kind of struggled a little bit, but I'm going Wyoming. I think easier path. They'll get to the finals. They'll win it. I'm glad you mentioned UNLV there, Mike, because I want them so desperately to be good during our lifetime. We obviously saw the Tark years and, and 92, 91, but I don't think they've been a legitimate contender ever since we've been alive. And I want to see that program thrive. They have been hot Bor, I'm also glad that you mentioned at the end of your uh, case about having fun. Now I am 10 toes deep. I've been on this team for the past month and a half, two months. This pick is not going to come to fruition. This is a wasted pick. I already know that, but I'm a man of honor, integrity. I'm going with the boys from the San Joaquin Valley, Fresno state. They keep dangling and tickling my balls and they always come up short. I'm really hoping they can put something together here in Vegas. I'm going to go with the most NBA ready player, in my opinion, in this conference in Orlando Robinson, Fresno state. They're so close in every one of these games. They just keep dropping them. I don't have a ton of confidence in them, but like I said, 10 toes deep. I've already had a few tweets about it. Give me the bulldogs. God, I love Orlando Robinson. If I didn't pick the team that I did pick, I was going to go all the way down to Fresno State as well. I mean, he's he is Orlando Robinson's nasty. He's a legit could be like end of the first round type of yeah, pick, and good. nobody like nobody has watched him in the whole country. As a resident West Coast guy here, you know, you guys are all asleep by two thirty in the morning when these games tip off, uh, which is no blame to you. It's just ridiculous that the Mountain West always has that game that literally lifts at uh, tips at eleven p.m. like local every well, night. And I would say one quick thing, Taylor, uh, if the the pros that go through Fresno State or the pros, pros that get drafted from Fresno State, they're few and far between, but they hit Derek Carr, Paul George, Aaron Judge, potentially Orlando Robinson. Few and far between, but you hit on those. Recently franchise tag Devontae Adams as well. Not sure if you just hit that or not, but um, yeah, no problem. It wasn't the biggest Packers signing today. Anyway, I am going to go with, a team that I usually speak out against, but I've been very high on this year. My sister's alma mater, Boise State. Uh, they are almost as good defensively as San Diego State is, but they are better offensively than San Diego State is. So that was my uh, my defining factor here. And Leon Rice, kind of an underrated. He was the conference coach of the year. Kind of an underrated coach there uh, in the Treasure Valley in Boise, Idaho. Uh, so I'm going with the number one seed. Uh, formerly residents of the Taco Bell Arena, Boise State. I completely agree. Re Leon Rice. All right. Now these next couple conferences, the Titch Boys. Let's start with the Pac-12 Shark. Arizona. That's all you got? That's it. <laughs> all right. O'Rourke. First of all, I mean, the Mountain West is pretty awesome. We didn't even mention Roddy or Colorado. We didn't mention – I mean, the tournament's in Vegas. UNLV could just win the thing. I don't think that's too far out of the out of the realm. Um, I mean, we can take those minutes and, and just – those were meek minutes that we took earlier. Uh, now, Pac-12. I am going with UCLA, a team that I think I made fun of uh, with you guys in our, in our chat through the years, just kind of being jump shooters. I think I might have been a little wrong. They're they're a quality team. They're not just a team that made a run last year. They kicked Villanova's ass. I know it was, a, I know it was four months ago. Um, but I was largely expecting everybody to take Arizona. You guys split. That's going to be an awesome game. I hope it happens. Um, just taking UCLA because I think it's going to be pretty Zona heavy in the Jerome. Yeah, I'm swinging for the fences. I'm going with Oregon. Uh you, t- you talk about a team that they're the only team in the Pac-12 tournament 
with actually something to play for that actually matters in this tournament, if you think of it. Uh, and I like their path, man. They, they get Oregon State in the first game. They'll just wipe Tinkle off the floor. Um, and then the second game, they draw Colorado. They, they avoid the big three in the pack. So let's do it. We're going to go to the semis, and we're going to take out Arizona. Sorry, Sue. Uh, but we're, we're going to take them out. And then, uh, yeah, Oregon. Will Rich is too good not to be in the tournament. Isn't he out? Is he Isn't out? Will Ri- I think I think Will Richardson might be out with non-COVID. Can someone please look that up for me? I think Rothstein tweeted it. I'm not. I'm really not trying to be a prick here, Mike. Because when you did say Oregon, I laughed. But you know what? Your your reasoning is fair. They are the only team that's probably on the outside looking in. I don't think they're a bubble team. But if they string together some wins, some quality wins, which they can against Arizona, potentially UCLA, they probably have to win this whole whole thing. Uh, I'm going to go with Arizona. Bore, I liked your UCLA pick. I, I, I genuinely, as a neutral guy, trying to be neutral, it was b- between Arizona and UCLA. We need a rubber match. I think we're going to get it to decide who wins the season series. Uh, they split earlier this year, but I am going to go with Arizona. Too much firepower. They're rolling right now. They cleaned up all the Pac-12 awards for the most part, and I think Tommy Lloyd is the best coach in the entire country. I know the Providence guys have something to say about that. We can hash that out at a later date, but I'm going to go with Arizona and a nail biter uh, over UCLA in the finals. It's going to be a great game. Hopefully signifying PAC 12 and the West coast uh, hoops are back. Go ahead, Taylor. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm going with Arizona too. I think if you want to look for the difference between Arizona and UCLA, you brought it up. Uh, if your team has the coach of the year, the player of the year, the defensive player of the year and the six man of the year, uh, that's probably going to make the difference between your team and another team. I am going to push back on Bohr a little bit about UCLA because Sue talked a little bit about Arizona. I don't love them as much as I did at the beginning of the year, especially after that Villanova game that you referenced, I think they maybe are a little bit more of a product of making a good run, a really big run last year. And so I guess my definition of them is I think that they're not a title contender this year, knock on wood, but I think they're really, really, really good. I just don't think they're, they have the greatness factor, uh, you know, that maybe people think of them because that made that run last year, but yeah, I'm going with Arizona, obviously. Can I make one more pitch about Oregon here? Uh, It's not really a pitch. It's more of a concern. Uh, Mike, they just lost all, 20 points to what, like, what is going on? I just hear me out here. They bring in Davion Harmon from Oklahoma and Quincy Garrier from Syracuse. Two of probably the biggest name transfers on the portal last year. And they both have kind of stunk this year. Uh, but guess what? Record zero, zero and zero. It's a new season. Oregon. Hey, look, I, I, I have a question for the pack guys title. before, before we uh, move on. Is there any chance that Bobby Hurley and this Arizona State team makes a run seven of their last eight when they started like seven and fourteen? Uh, no, because they're they're playing very well. They did not punt on the season. I will give them credit. I even wrote that in a tweet. But if they beat Stanford, they get Arizona. I don't think they beat us. You're falling into what is the the paradox, let's call it, of Bobby Hurley. As a local, as a guy who lives in Phoenix, all you ever hear about is how Bobby Hurley and Arizona State could do something. It's never that they have done something. It's that, oh, they could go on a run, or this could be their best team ever, or they could have an All-American this year. And guess what ends up happening after everything really plays out? They don't do shit ever. So, no, there's no chance Bobby Hurley. Don't worry, Taylor. Could we, do we got the other Hurley. We're dealing with it. Yeah, you know, you guys got the, you guys got a bit. You guys, UConn has the better Hurley. So, 
Yeah. Two quick notes on the Pac-12. One, Jaime Jaquez is in year two of making me his gimp. He is, I, I just can't, I can't get enough of Jaime Jaquez. He's amazing. Uh, but number two, as it pertains to ASU, if they didn't get a, a Arizona in the second round, you might be onto something over Rourke. Who knows? Shark, let's go to your conference, SEC. It's an easy play. It's Tennessee, two seed. I mean, everyone wants to hate this team. I've been saying it all year. Everyone, it, it honestly feels like everyone watched that game against Texas Tech and saw them struggle to score, and that's what they think Tennessee is. But Tennessee is not that. Tennessee was undefeated at home. Granted, this tournament's in Tampa this year. I don't know who the hell decided that to take it out of downtown Nashville off Bradway. That was as good as it could possibly get. Big Blue Nation does have to travel a little bit further now down to Tampa. Factor that in. Maybe people don't want to do it. But Tennessee's got a better path than everyone else as well. They get to play the winner of Mississippi State and South Carolina. Everyone else, I'm talking like the Auburns, they're going to have to probably play Florida or A&M. Uh, uh, what's their face? Kentucky's going to have to most likely play Alabama. And then Florida, uh, Arkansas and LSU are going to play again. So those are all tough second-round matchups. I'll take my chances against Frank Martin and then just hope to plow my way to the end and have to beat Kentucky, which we did pretty handedly. And granted, they did it to us as well. But I like Tennessee in their path, playing great ball. I am rolling with uh, with Auburn, just, just sticking with my guns. have loved this team. I know they had a little bit of a fumble uh, later in the season, but um, – I mean, I don't know. Walker Kessler's blocking like seven shots a game. They have the best, one of the best freshmen I've ever seen. And then it really just comes down to the guards. Um, if those guys can, if Green and God, what's the other guard's name? Johnson. Uh, yes. Uh, if they can kind of get back to where they were in January, uh, which I don't, I don't know how, why they, why they couldn't. Um, that's a loaded team and, and a tournament pick. I'm going Arkansas, the four seed. Um, like the ball that they've been playing lately. JD Note, a pure bucket. And then you match him up with uh Jalen Williams, good big man. I love the big the big guard combo. I, I always fall in love with that, fell in love with that last year. For the Friars with Watson and Duke, they went 13 and 13. Uh fell in love with that with St. John's this year with Posh Alexander and Julian Champagne. Granted, more of a wing than a big man, but uh they've kind of fallen on their face. Hey, this may kill me, but I'm going Arkansas. Musselman's going to go nuts. He's going to take off his shirt just like I'm going to do right now. Musselman, <laughs> Arkansas. You are such a muscle slut. You really are. All right. Uh, this is really lovely, though. The Titch Boys getting along. Shark took Arizona. I'm going to go with Tennessee. All right. I don't hate Tennessee. I don't want to hate Tennessee. They're rolling right now. Their resume is as strong as anyone's in the country. Look at the teams that they've beat and, and look at their ranking, right? Kentucky, Arizona, you got, you got uh, Auburn, right? Tennessee is flying around. They've always been a really, really strong defensive team. It was all only a matter of, can they put it together on the offensive end? Kennedy Chandler, we've been giving him some grief a little bit, especially with the emergence of Zakai Ziegler, but Kennedy Chandler's coming around as well. And he's playing very well. Um, I know you hate Fulkerson, but Fulkerson's kind of like that quintessential six man, six year guy that can come in and give you maybe 10, 15 strong minutes, hustle plays, gritty type of nonsense. I really like this Vols team, and I think they take the SEC title. Uh, I do like Tennessee as well, um, but I went with a little more value here at a team that actually is a good Vegas pick, I think, given their odds. Arkansas is plus 750 to win this conference. Um, they beat all three of the top seeds this year that are ahead of them. Uh, I've always kind of 
I guess not always for the last couple of years, I've really liked Arkansas. Um, love JD note, uh, note. And, uh, you know, really this is the best conference in the country. I think, I don't think it's arguable. They have six teams in the top 22, a shark palm. Um, I, I just don't see a team or a, a, a conference that has a stronger, you know, top six, eight teams than the sec, but I'm going to go Arkansas. They need to go on a little of a run. Um, I do agree that Tennessee is better. Kentucky's better. Auburn. They're all better teams in Arkansas. I think that Arkansas is just going to make a run here though. I think Auburn's sketchy, sketchy. They can't play true. They're sketchy in true road games. Uh, neutral site. We'll see three more to go. Let's finish it off here. Southland. Was that a Freudian slip from Taylor on the shark palm over there? That I, I like that, unless it was intentional. Thank you. Uh, Southland, my God. Another Advil I got to take. I'm taking Nichols, the Colonels. My only note says Ty Gordon. I think it's because he scores 22 points a game. That's enough for me. O'Rourke, SEC. Or, excuse me, Southland. SEC, I was going to, I was going to say. Um, yeah, I am going with... First of all, when I when I went to just mark in uh, the Lumberjacks for Southland, to my chagrin, they're out of the conference. They moved to the WAC along with the other good teams in this conference. I'm left with Nichols State, New Orleans, Southeastern Louisiana. Um, I am going with UNO, University of New Orleans, the Privateers. Uh, reason being, I don't really know. Didn't spend much time on this one, but... Uh, not a great conference. I'm not impressed with Nichols. And number one, they're a one seed that has a 62% free throw shooting percentage as a team. Usually when that happens, it's like there's a big guy that shoots 33 or 40%. No, they all shoot 62 to 63%. That might be an issue. So ipso facto, I'm going to take the two seed on this one. So are they a two seed? I thought they were a three. I was hoping to score for some points. And I, I also went with the uh, New Orleans Privateers. They are led by their leading scorer at 20.8 points a game. Great name for a University of New Orleans player, Derek St. Hilaire. Uh, really good guard. Uh, I'm going with the Privateers, baby. Let's do it. Second time Surrett's really stolen my thunder. I got Next year, I'm going to switch up the order. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm going to New Orleans, Derek St. Hilaire, not to be confused with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who went to LSU, Louisiana, New Orleans. We know that. 21 points per game. This guy, I'm excited to see him light it up. Give me New Orleans. T. Well, as the Sharks say, stated, Ty Gordon scores 22 points a game. So that one point is going to be the difference is why Nichols uh, wins this tournament. Uh, over New Orleans. So I'm going to go top seed Nichols. They are 10 and one in their last 11 games, which would be an actual reason to pick them here. Sub and the crier and I are all going to be wearing our bourbon faced on shit street shirts, rooting on the privateers. Go New Orleans. Goddamn right. Favorite city in America. Shark swack. Swack. I'm going value with what might be the most ridiculous name of a college in the, in the country. Southern. That's it. It's not Southern anywhere else. It's not like he, it's like a, he got game college. What is it? Big tech tech state or something like that. Southern. That's it. Uh, I like this team. They beat Texas Southern twice. Who's their main opponent going 
into the season. They've played Kentucky. They played Dayton. Tough on the road for both of them. They got Tyrone Lyons that shoots 42% from deep. NCA&T transfer. Sub, I know you watched NCA&T play against Longwood last week. You were impressed. Or maybe that was Boer. I don't know who it was, but Southern. That's my pick. I'm also going with Southern, man. Uh, it's a three seed. I was looking. I don't know how Alcorn State is a one seed of any conference. You, you just pull up their stat sheet. It makes no sense. Um, Texas Southern was was the only other team. We beat them twice. It looks like Texas Southern plays every single – plays 12 guys, 15 to 20 minutes. Um, I'm going to get on board with Southern. And shout out to the human jukebox, the Southern marching band, the real star of the show at Southern University. I'm going to go with Texas Southern. Uh, they're the two seed. They started the year 0-7. Uh, but they played a really tough schedule. Let me quickly read this out. At Oregon, lost, by the way. Oregon, good team, I heard. Uh, they, lost, they, they just lost to St. Mary's by nine points. They lost to Washington by seven points. They lost to Air Force. They lost to NC State by eight points. BYU by 17 points. Louisiana Tech, they lost to. But then what do they do? They lose seven games. What do they do? They turn around, they beat Florida, okay? They kill Florida. I'm going with Texas Southern. They've been here before. I believe they were in the tournament pretty recently. Uh, Odd team. They have no one that averages double-figure scoring. That's pretty weird. Uh, A couple guys at nine points a game. I'm going Texas Southern. This is just an abysmal conference. Horrid, horrid conference. But someone's got to win it, right? I'm going with Southern as well. Taylor, I know you have some familiarity with their fans on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to go with Southern, though. Winner of this tourney. Probably going to get Gonzaga. So enjoy this until you get absolutely lambasted by the Bulldogs. Southern only lost by four to Alcorn State. Beat Texas Southern twice there, Mikey. Uh, Give me Southern, I believe, Jaguars. Yeah, uh, as I've noted on this program before, uh, until I went viral this weekend, not a big deal. Uh, My Southern tweet from about 10 years ago against uh, Gonzaga uh, garnered a lot of attention from Southern fans, which I didn't even realize there were that many Southern fans on Twitter until I tweeted something bad about them. But I'm going with Southern to hopefully make up for that uh, 10-year-ago tweet. Uh, Three guards that all average over 11 points a game. Shark already brought it up. Ty Lyons, a guy that's a a 50-40-80 uh, guy essentially 51 43 78 to be technical but he's their leading scorer uh good ball player i'm going with the jags as well i got a quick nugget on, on texas southern uh bryson gresham name sound familiar he is on the team he was the guy with Jarrell at umass before they both transferred to houston was on houston last year started 19 games for houston let us not forget and he's at texas southern only averaging seven points kind of brutal but whatever Really nice nugget. I appreciate you jumping in with that nugget. All right, Shark, last one, whack. Send us home. Going to Mexico State, the one seed. I like Chris Jans. I know Boar's going to probably talk about Teddy Allen and his 500 different schools that he's been to, so I'll let him have the floor on that one. But I I just – this I I wanted to find a reason to not pick these guys. I'm telling you guys, I really did. I I, I don't want to do it, but, you know, sometimes you just got to do things like you don't want to do. And that's picked New Mexico State in the swag. I am going to do that. Teddy Allen, boo. He's a bum. There's a reason he's been to four different schools. Can't root for that guy, won't root for that guy. Um, I was speaking earlier about the Southland Conference. They must feel like Terry Benedict right now because the three 
from their from their from their conference are all of a sudden in the whack. I had no idea until I was researching this this week. Nobody steals from Terry Bennett's casinos. Um, anyways, where I'm taking the Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks. Why? Because they're my favorite team in the Jerome, number one. Because I enjoy a lumberjack breakfast at a diner. And because, well, uh, I was <laughs> uh, I was looking at the bracket. Quadruple buys in this one, which is a new trend. They're trying to get the best teams. So New Mexico State, probably a good a pick where they have to win one game to get to the final. Uh, we got to win two, and we're the hottest team. And I love the Lumberjacks, Stephen F. Buttermilk, my pick. I'm going to New Mexico State as well, uh, just for the for the you know high major player in Teddy Allen. Even though he, I think he's trouble, guys. Uh, I, I I think he causes issues. That's why he's been on multiple teams. But I'm going with them. And uh, quick note for this bracket: Have you seen this bracket? It's like a it's like a flying V, and it's kind of hilarious. Like the worst teams have to like go on and then they face a team that has an off day. So it's like you're trying to get through each level until you reach the final boss. It's hilarious, Braggett. But I'm going to New Mexico State. Love the pick. One seed, Jans, and as long as there is air in my lungs and as long as the Bular brothers are walking this earth and still pledge allegiance to the New Mexico State Aggies, I'm going with the Aggies as well. Give me them. New Mexico State, whack. Taylor? I'm going to go with the second best basketball program in the state of Arizona, and that's Grand Canyon, just 20 miles down the street from my home here. Perhaps one of the most underrated uh, atmospheres in all of college basketball, Grand Canyon. Not that this matters in this tournament, but can we all name Grand Canyon's head coach? Bryce Drew, baby. Thank you, Bryce Drew. Uh, just to Dan prove- Marley. <laughs> yeah, Dan. Mar- yeah, yeah. Un- unfortunately, Dan Marley's no longer there. Just to prove, though, that Grand Canyon is the second best program in this great state of Arizona. Tayshawn Cherry, a guy that started for ASU, is like the twelfth guy on the bench for Grand Canyon. So uh, I'm going Grand Canyon. I heard somebody called the, the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, uh, 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 Grand Canyon uh, East, the other day. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Yeah, I like that. It is a yeah. terrific yeah. venue. You probably heard it from another Providence person. It's just one cycle of Providence people talking about. How no, no, it. it was like a big media person. It was like all, it was like uh, one of the CBS sports guys. Yeah, heard it through the grapevine. That's Jerome Week Two. Those are your picks. Can can the can the shark keep it up? Can Bora keep it up? Can me and Taylor continue to rise to the top? Hopefully, and can Surrett. Well, can you pick yourself up off the mat there, Cryer? These are all huge storylines for Jerome Week 2. I want to thank you all for jumping on. Bohr, Cryer, have a great rest of your season. Good luck in the Big East Tournament. Thank you for the past couple of weeks. We always enjoy having you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us on, guys. I'll, I'll be at the Big East Tournament Thursday, hopefully throughout the whole weekend. Boots and wheels? Boots and wheels, baby. All right, we want to thank... The Crier and Brendan O'Rourke for jumping on. We have a lot of exciting things coming up. Like I had mentioned, we got the website, theaterandcollegehoops.com. We're going to be actually a little new nugget for you guys. We're going to be upping our uh, episode output. We're going to be recording twice a week. So look for an episode this upcoming Friday. It is March after all. We got to up our game give out more content. This is all eyes are on the college basketball world. So again, check out the website, theaterandcollegehoops.com. 
Shark's going to have some blogs, which is exciting. Uh, we are going to have more content here in the next month or so, and we're very excited to get it off the ground and continue to grow, of course, with your support. So by this time uh, on Friday, we're going to be narrowing down. Obviously, more teams are going to be narrowed down and eliminated. We're going to be closer and closer to a bracket. And then by this time next week, we're going to have games, baby. So rest up, get what you need, and enjoy the rest of the week. Thanks again. We'll catch you next time here on Theater and College Hoops.